Welcome to The Rest of the Iceberg by Alistair Chapman. Today's question is, why is South Korea so rich? The competition for Korea's most famous cultural export is now closed. With more than 3 billion views, Gangnam Style has done more to put South Korea on the map than anything else. The video shows a country that is confident, stylish, and prosperous. And South Korea is all of these things. What's remarkable is how quickly South Korea became one of the most advanced economies in the world. In 1960, the average South Korean was poorer than the average person in Senegal, Honduras, or the Philippines. Today, they are more than 10 times richer. How did that happen? What was the secret? And are there lessons for countries that don't currently have much Gangnam style? When the Second World War ended in 1945, Koreans were among the happiest people on earth. The Japanese had occupied and exploited Korea since 1910, and now they were gone. Korea's joy did not last long, however. The peninsula suffered two fresh disasters. The first was the division of their land into a communist north, supported by China and Russia, and South Korea, which was dominated by the USA. The second was the war between these two Koreas and their allies. More than two million Koreans were killed. Both countries were devastated by the time the war ended in 1953. However, the trauma of the first half of the 20th century laid important foundations for the triumphs of the second half. Wartime refugees fled to the cities, creating an urban labour force for new factories. Land reform in the countryside meant that millions in South Korea now owned the land they farmed. These new landowners had the incentive and the stability to be entrepreneurial. They also wanted their children to get an education and a better life. South Korea built thousands of schools after 1953, which provided a highly educated workforce. None of this, however, was enough to jumpstart the South Korean economy, which was still stagnant in 1960. Nor was the $6.6 billion the US gave to its strategically located Asian ally between 1946 and 1978, although American money certainly helped. It was the decisions of the South Korean government after 1960 that made the difference, especially those associated with the president who controlled the country for 15 years after 1963, Park Chung-hee. Park was deeply patriotic, and he was determined that his country would be free of foreign influence. He saw that the only way that would happen was if South Korea was economically strong and self-reliant. He therefore geared the state for rapid growth. Park believed that industrialization was the best path to economic success, and he was right. Factories are almost always more profitable than fields. In the beginning, this meant assembling goods designed in Japan and light industries such as wig making. But the results were impressive. The South Korean economy was growing at 9% a year by the mid-1960s, and exports by 29%. In 1972, Park, who by this stage had almost dictatorial powers, decided to push the economy towards even more growth. The government invested in heavy industry, steel, petrochemicals, cars, electronics and shipbuilding. South Korea quickly became a technological power in its own right, not just a place where foreigners could manufacture their creations. The result was even greater profitability for South Korean companies, 
and rising wealth and living standards for almost everyone. South Korea's economic growth during the second half of the 20th century was an extraordinary achievement. However, that growth had its costs. Democracy disappeared while, Ma- while Park was in control. Businesses were free to treat workers poorly as a result. Many lived in slums. Government support for the vulnerable in society was often lacking. And a group of companies known as the Chai Bol, including Hyundai, Samsung and LG, received preferential treatment from the government, such as tax breaks and cheap loans. Their share of the economy increased from 15% to 67% in the decade after 1974. South Korea has been successful, but it is hardly an example of free market capitalism. Park deserves credit for recognising that industrialization was the best way to ensure his country was rich, strong and secure, and for pursuing this course against the advice of his American allies, who wanted South Korea to make wigs, not circuit boards. Park was assassinated in 1979, after which South Korea slowly became more democratic. Nowadays, the country boasts some of the world's most respected companies, notably Samsung and LG. South Korea now has the combination between political liberty and economic success that people in the West like to think is normal. South Korea is very different from the country it was in 1960. The easiest way to see how much it has prospered is to look at the women on the Gangnam Style video, despite their objectification as sexy ladies. On average, young women in South Korea are 20 centimetres or 8 inches taller than their great-grandmothers a century ago, due to better health and nutrition. It's the biggest increase you'll find anywhere in the world. If you've enjoyed listening, consider subscribing to The Rest of the Iceberg, a podcast that tells stories that explain the world we see.